Welcome to the podcast from Trinity United Methodist Church in Ruston, Louisiana. Our prayer is that God uses this time to speak specifically to you, regardless of where you are on your faith journey. We'd also like to invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.45, either in person or online at www.trinityruston.org. Thanks for listening. Good morning on this Palm Sunday. This has been a very strange season of Lent, hasn't it, for all of us? And you probably noticed that I'm preaching here from uh, my study at my home. There's a reason for that. Uh, I had planned on coming back to Ruston on Thursday, but found that the governor of Texas made the decision that anyone coming back from Louisiana or coming from Louisiana to Texas has to do a 14-day self-quarantine. And I was concerned that if I went back, I might not get, be able to get back to Texas. So that's why I'm preaching from my study. So it's a little bit different, but we're going to get through this together. Now today is the fifth and final sermon in a sermon series that I've been doing that's entitled Journey to Jerusalem. And over the last few Sundays, we've been taking a metaphorical journey together with Jesus to Jerusalem. And in that journey, we've been looking at some of the pivotal moments in Jesus's ministry and some of the pivotal encounters that Jesus had with different people along the way. Now, you might recall that in the first sermon, we looked at the temptation story where Jesus is tempted in the wilderness by the devil. And we found that by looking at how Jesus faced those temptations, we can learn how we should face temptation and how we can overcome temptation because Jesus is our example. Now, the following Sunday, we looked at the second sermon and we looked at an encounter that Jesus had with a well-known teacher and rabbi by the name of Nicodemus. And in this conversation, Jesus challenged Nicodemus by telling him that you must be born again if you would enter the kingdom of heaven. We looked at what it means for us 21st century Christians to be born again, what that has to say to us today. The Sunday after that, we looked at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, and we looked at the very short message, the nine-word message that he preached throughout his ministry. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We looked at what repentance means for us, living in the 21st century, and for our daily lives. Now, last Sunday, we looked at a pivotal encounter that Jesus had with Lazarus' sisters, Martha and Mary, just before Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And we learned from that encounter of the empathy that Jesus is filled with when we suffer. We also learned in the shortest verse in the Bible, John chapter 11, verse 35, that Jesus identifies and suffers with us when we suffer. The shortest verse in the Bible, two words, Jesus wept. But what powerful two words. You see, we don't suffer alone. We don't grieve alone. Jesus suffers with us. And that strengthens us to face whatever we may have to face. Today, the final sermon of the series, we're going to look at what it means and what it requires of us to journey with Jesus into Jerusalem. And we're going to be looking at three things we need to be aware of 
if we would journey together with Jesus to Jerusalem. But before we do so, let's join together in prayer. Let's bow together. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's Palm Sunday and the King's coming. The King's coming and no one can remain neutral. The King's coming and someone must decide. The King's coming and no one can remain the same. Something has to change. Something has to be different about our loyalties. Something has to be renewed about our commitment. Something has to be chosen above all those things vying for our attention. Palm Sunday won't let us rest, will it? It confronts us always with a choice. For always this king is coming to our city in our place and time. So, on this Palm Sunday, I want to remind you of what's before us today. If we want to be bystanders, spectators, palm-waving, flag-waving Christians who go home after the parade and forget it, we can do just that. We can do just that. We can drop in $10, pay our dues, have a good feeling, be at ease, and let the world go to hell. But if we're serious about this Jesus stuff, if we want to be participants, then we better watch and get ready. For these things are before us on this Palm Sunday. Now, as we think about Jesus going down the road to Jerusalem, as I indicated earlier, we must be aware of three things. And I want us to briefly look at each of those three things we need to be aware of. You know, Jesus made it very clear to his disciples what it means to be his follower. He often told them to count the cost. He said to them, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. We're going to look at the implications of that because if we're going to journey to Jesus together, to Jerusalem, we're going to journey together with Jesus to Jerusalem. We're going to have to be aware of these three things. So let's begin with the first thing we need to be aware of if we would journey on this road with Jesus to Jerusalem. And let me just remind you, there should be a PowerPoint presentation that has my sermon outline. I want to encourage you to follow the PowerPoint presentation, to take notes. Consider what God is saying to you today about it, what it costs to be a follower of Jesus today and what it would mean and require of us if we would journey together with Jesus to Jerusalem. So let's begin with the first point, the first thing we need to be aware of. First of all, this king forces a desperate decision. First of all, this king forces a desperate decision. No one can remain neutral about Jesus. To be neutral about Jesus is to be a quasi-Christian. You know, for many Christians today, church membership means no more than belonging to another civic club or fraternal order. 
We spend our lives in the middle of the road, the front of the bus, the back of the church, the upper level, the lower profile, the outer edge of the inner group. We'd rather be lukewarm than warm-hearted. We'd rather be contented than committed. We'd rather save money than save the world. We'd rather attend a Sunday brunch than a gospel feast. Now, on that first Palm Sunday, Jerusalem was full of them. People who were living their lives in neutral gear. But you know what? We can't live our lives in neutral gear. There comes a time when we have to make a decision. Will Rogers, Will Rogers once said, everyone wants to go to Rome to see where St. Peter's buried, but no one wants to live like him. Everyone wants to go to Rome to see where St. Peter's buried, but no one wants to live like him. Many of us would like to go to the Holy Land to see where Jesus lived, but not many of us are willing to let him live in our hearts. Palm Sunday means Jesus confronts us with a choice, a desperate decision. And that brings us to the second thing we need to be aware of if we would walk down this road to Jerusalem with Jesus. Second, this king requires our dedicated devotion. Second, this king requires our dedicated devotion. Now, if we make a decision for Jesus, we must give him our dedicated devotion. That's what it takes to be a Christian in today's world. It was that way from the beginning. You see, those 12 disciples were there with Jesus. Jesus didn't have to face Jerusalem alone. They were there with him. Not as tagalogs, but as his loyal followers, willing to face Jerusalem with him. Now, it's true that they didn't understand all that was going on. It's true that they wouldn't be able to stand up under the stress of that week. They would sleep, deny, betray, hide, and lose their faith. But they were there, and they were devoted to Jesus. They dedicated their lives to him. Palm Sunday requires the same of us. You know, there are so many things which compete for our attention today. We're bombarded day after day with the idea that we can be happy, satisfied, forever young and beautiful if we'll just spend our money on all the right stuff. But it's a lie. It's a lie. We're told that our status, our value, our reputation and our worth is based on what we eat, drink, where, drive, and where we travel for fabulous vacations. But it's a lie. It's a lie. The New Testament tells about a man who filled up his barns and then tore them down only to build new ones to fill up again. Then he said to himself, I have it made. I have it made. But Jesus said that man was a fool. 
You see, Jesus offers us the only alternative to our materialistic philosophy gone mad. That alternative is placing Christ at the center of our existence and the kingdom of God above everything else. That's the choice Jesus offered Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday. And that choice is before us today. Let me illustrate that for you. You know, one Palm Sunday, a church had two children's choirs singing. The younger choir sang the songs Zacchaeus and the B-I-B-L-E. Then their leader said, now we're going to sing Jesus Loves Me. A little three-year-old girl shouted, that's my song. That's my song. We can choose to sing the song and live the life of dedicated devotion. That choice is before us on this Palm Sunday. And that brings us to the third and final thing we need to be aware of if we're going to walk down this road to Jerusalem with Jesus. Third and finally, this king offers a dangerous destiny. Third and finally, this king offers a dangerous destiny. Now, let's be clear about something. If we make a decision for Jesus and give him our dedicated devotion, we're headed for trouble. It's true. We're headed for trouble. It won't solve all of our problems. It could create more. It won't make life easy. It'll make some things more difficult. It won't make things simple. It'll make some things more complicated. It won't assure us of anything miraculous. It will leave us to struggle with the mundane. It's dangerous being a Christian. Jesus spelled out what it means. You remember what he said to his disciples? Take up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. You see, for Christians today, everything's not sweetness and light. We have a dangerous destiny. And if we would serve this king, we must give him ourselves, take a chance, and never look back. We must be willing to give ourselves, take a chance, and never look back. You see, God is calling us to be his witnesses in today's world. For there's no private Christianity. He's calling us to be his servants. For there's no sideline Christianity. He's calling us to be his church. For there's no uninvolved Christianity. That's our choice today. Well, I want to close with this last illustration. When the Salvation Army first came to India, the British authorities were concerned about their safety and issued an order that no open meetings and no parades were to be held. But Commander Tucker of the Salvation Army decided that that order must be defied. One day the Salvation Army was marching down the street. They were met by a group of soldiers. 
The officer in charge said, in the name of Her Majesty, the Queen of England, I order you to disperse. In the name of Her Majesty, the Queen of England, I order you to disperse. But Commander Tucker replied, in the name of the King of Kings, I order you to stand aside. In the name of the King of Kings, I order you to stand aside. Guess what? They stood aside. On that first Palm Sunday, Jesus marched right into Jerusalem, the holy city, and said to everything unholy, stand aside. And he's inviting us to join him in the parade and to say to every form of hatred, bigotry, ignorance, and apathy, stand aside. And if we dare to do it, those things will stand aside and his kingdom will live in us and will help spread his rule in his world. Well, in conclusion, I want to leave you with this question to ponder on this Palm Sunday. I want you to think about this. Would you dare to walk down this road to Jerusalem with Jesus? Would you dare to walk down this road to Jerusalem with Jesus? If so, then come and join the parade. Whoever has the ears to hear, let that one hear what the Spirit says to the church. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Trinity Podcast. To find out more about Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityreston.org.